0: Today on Cinematic Sound Radio. It's the music of Robert Folk, featuring The Never Ending Story 2, The Next Chapter, Police Academy 4, Can't Buy Me Love, In the Army Now, Trapped in Paradise, and many more. My name is Eric Woods. Thank you very much for tuning in to The Flagship Show on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network, which begins now. 1996. This is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. From Kitchener, Ontario, Canada, welcome to Cinematic Sound Radio. And this is the flagship show. Again, thanks for taking the time out of your busy life to listen to the program. I really do appreciate it. And if you like what you hear, please feel free to leave us a five star rating and a review on your favorite podcatcher. However, if you are on iTunes, it is super important to do that because that's how the show gets more notice. The more reviews, the more positive reviews, the higher in the rankings we can go. I really do appreciate your support. Also, feel free to send us a message at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. Visit us on the web at cinematicsound.net. Also, check out T Public. Uh, search for Cinematic Sound Radio. You can find yourself Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt or a, uh, a notebook, a coffee mug. Also, we have just launched a Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash Cinematic Sound Radio, and uh, you can support us for as low as $1 any amount will do. But there are higher up tiers with better rewards. And we're soon going to be populating that Patreon with the rewards, and that includes uh, all request shows, listening to past FM broadcasts. Uh, You get access to the Discord server. Uh, That's where only Patreon Cinematic Sound supporters can talk about the show and various other things. Uh, There is also a couple of more spots available to program your own show. But the big spot, which was uh, our highest tier, actually sold out on the first day, which was uh, the opportunity to host a program with me. So there were two spots available. They are already sold out. But if you do or if you feel like you are interested in hosting a show with me by accessing the top tier, uh, maybe we'll open it up a little bit later on down the road, but these were exclusive tiers, and so they're already sold out. So we'll see how things go in the future. Again, patreon.com slash cinematic sound radio, and we really do appreciate your support. So today is a special flagship show episode in conjunction with Jason Drury's two-part interview with the legendary composer Robert Folk. I really hope you enjoyed the interviews and the music featured on those programs, and if you haven't listened to those two shows, the links are in the show notes. Having said that, this program is dedicated to the scores that weren't featured on Jason's program. You heard the rundown during our intro, and we have actually a few surprises for you along the way, so stay tuned. So with that, let's jump into our first selection, and it comes from the sequel to The NeverEnding Story called The NeverEnding Story 2, the next chapter, released in 1990. For the first film, the original composer was German composer Klaus Doldinger. Also thrown in the mix was Giorgio Roder, and his songs were in the film, which gave the film and the score a bit more of a pop feel. Even the symphonic writing had sort of disco tracks underneath them. It was really a a European approach to film scoring at that time, but when it came down to working on the second film, there was a concerted effort to make the film more of an international film, particularly more of an American film that would appeal more to American audiences. And with that in mind, the director, George Miller, and Dieter Geisler, the producer, their only comment to Folk was, quote, make this a powerful, resonant, thematic, international score that will play well in America and abroad and capture the feeling, the size, scope, and imagery of the film, end quote. Those words stuck with Robert Folk, and he composed exactly what the director Wanted. So now, to open up today's program featuring the music of Robert Folk, here are selections from the 1990 film, The Never Ending Story 2, The Next Chapter. Music from The NeverEnding Story to the next chapter released in 1990 featuring original score composed by Robert Folk and featuring members of the Munich Symphony Orchestra and the choir, the Bavarian State Opera. And the original soundtrack recording was released on WEA. This is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network and you're listening to The Flagship Show with Eric Woods. That was music from one of our surprises today. And it comes from the 1995 film called Theodore Rex. Uh, this was a buddy cop science fiction family film that was written and directed by Jonathan Batul and starred Whoopi Goldberg. Though originally the film was intended for theatrical release, the film went direct to video and consequently became the most expensive direct to video film ever made at the time of its release, and the film bombed. With that said, Robert Folk scored it. However, an album was never released, but thanks to an album released by Silver Screen Records called the Monster Movie Music Album, we actually get to hear Robert Folk's sweeping, fully symphonic main title piece with added choir. And to my knowledge, that is the only commercially available track from the score. Moving on, as we're featuring the music of composer Robert Folk, we're going to play selections from the 1996 action film Maximum Risk, which was directed by Hong Kong director Ringo Lam. This was his American directorial debut, and the film starred Jean-Claude Van Damme and Natasha Henstridge. The film tells the story of a French cop played by Van Damme and his twin sibling's fiance, who finds themselves pursued by corrupt FBI agents the Russian mafia and Jean-Claude Van Damme's twin dies at the beginning of the film. This was a rather standard action thriller and it came at a time when Van Damme's box office appeal was starting to diminish. For the score, Robert Folk was tasked with supplying the film with music that didn't sound like a typical modern action score. Folk's approach was actually published in the Varese Sarban Records liner notes and his instructions was to, quote, reflect the ethnicity and multiplicity of the film's characters, settings, and subplots, end quote. The score Folk eventually came up with was vastly different than anything he had done before. It was a score that he described as being a, quote, world fusion score, end quote. And since the director and the composer were essentially at other ends of the world, uh, meetings about what the score was going to be, uh, they, they were sparse. And Len actually gave Folk his utmost trust and pretty much let him score the picture as he saw fit. Changes to any of the music would only be made on the dubbing stage. The score was written for numerous ethnic instruments and electronics. There were no symphonic elements in the score whatsoever, which was a rare occurrence for Folk at that time. Now a few selections from the 1996 film Maximum Risk,
1: original score composed by Robert Folk.
0: Two selections from Maximum Risk, released in 1995, featuring music composed by Robert Folk, and the original soundtrack recording was released on Varese Serb and Records. Moving on, we're now going to play music from a film released in 1987 called Can't Buy Me Love. It was a teen romance comedy directed by Steve Rash and starred Patrick Dempsey and Amanda Peterson in a story about a nerd at a high school in Tucson, Arizona, who gives a cheerleader $1,000 to pretend to be his girlfriend for a month. The score for the most part definitely sounds like an 80s score with the use of acoustic guitars, electric guitars, uh, bass, electronics to give it a contemporary sound for the 1980s. However, there are some genuinely beautiful moments where folk's orchestra gets to shine. Uh, These are incredibly sweet, poignant moments, but not sickly sweet. Uh, There's a romance theme that really sounds genuine and not too saccharine or just kind of playing on the surface level. It feels true as if folk really got to the root of the relationship in the film, which starts off as a farce, but then by the end of the movie blossoms into real love while the score does mostly have a lightweight, breezy feel to it, there is a sense of real emotion riding in the score. And now a suite of music from the 1987 film Camp By Me Love, music composed by Robert Folk. was a suite from Robert Folk's two-CD sampler called Robert Folk. Selected suites from 10 motion picture soundtracks available on a label called Knightsbridge. But the score was eventually released by Intrada Records, coupled with David Newman's score to Paradise. Bringing you the very best music for film, TV, and video games, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. was a selection from one of Robert Folk's earliest scores, The Slayer, a 1982 horror film, and that was the main theme music as performed by the National Philharmonic, recorded at Abbey Road with Eric Tomlinson behind the mixing desk. Not bad for one of your earliest scores. There is no commercial release of the score as the recording of this program. However, the 4K Blu-ray released in 2017 Contains an isolated audio track of Folk's score and an interview with Robert Folk about the creation of the score. Moving on as we're featuring more music composed by the legendary Robert Folk, we move on to Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. Now, in 1984, this was considered to be the year of Robert Folk's big break into Hollywood. That year, he would compose music for two pretty big comedic hits. For the time, one being Bachelor Party and the other, Police Academy. Police Academy tells the story of a group of good-hearted misfit Academy recruits who, under the instruction of Lieutenant Mahoney, played by Steven Gutenberg, and the score for these films are surprisingly big. They're big orchestral scores. And away from the film, you would think that the score was written for a, a serious police drama, but that's probably why the score worked so well in the film. I think a lot of great comedy scores who take the subject matter seriously, works really well. Um, of course, that was pretty much Elmer Bernstein's uh, mantra for writing uh, comedy scores in the 80s. In 1987, the fourth film of the Police Academy series was released called Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. This would be the last film Steve Gutenberg would star in the film as the main character, Lieutenant Mahoney. Now, Motown Records actually issued a soundtrack album on record and cassette and this was actually the only film of the series to have a soundtrack album released up until Lawland Land Records released their uh, limited edition soundtrack to Police Academy. And, well, this Police Academy 4 album um, actually featured one cut from Robert Folk's score. However, thanks to that wonderful two-CD promo sampler uh, that we played earlier, uh, Folk actually gave us a chance to hear just under 10 minutes of music from Police Academy 4, which is actually labeled as Police Academy on the album. was a suite of music from police academy for citizens on patrol released in 1987 and that suite comes from robert Folk's sampler called robert folk selected suites but as i made mention motown records released a soundtrack album a commercial soundtrack album only on record and cassette and featured one instrumental cue from robert Folk's score From Kitchener, Ontario, Canada, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network and you're listening to The Flagship Show with Eric Woods. Honky Groove from Major League 3, Back to the Minors, released in 1998. Not the best of the Major League films. I mean, Major League is really good. Um, 2 is okay, but this one, they just kind of ran out of ideas. So Robert Folk was the composer of that film. Welcome back to the show. As we're presenting music from composer Robert Folk, that actually wasn't featured on any of Jason Drury's interviews with composer Robert Folk that came out um, in the last few weeks here at Cinematic Sound Radio. Again, if you haven't listened to those interviews, I highly recommend you check them out. The links to those shows are in the show notes. We're now moving on to Trapped in Paradise, released in 1997. This was a film directed by one of Robert Folk's personal favorite filmmakers of all time, George Gallo george gallo directed a film called 29th street a critically acclaimed film It was his directorial debut and although the film failed to reach an audience robert folk loved the movie so he got a chance to work on trapped in paradise and working with one of his favorite directors probably helped inspire folk write what he calls one of his favorite scores the music is very much in a americana vein very copeland-esque there's also some highly energetic action material. And that's the one track we're going to play for you right now on the program. It is The Sled Chase from the 1997 comedy starring Nicolas Cage, Dana Carvey and the highly underrated John Lovitz. (laughs) It's a sled chase from trapped in paradise a 1997 film with music composed by robert folk well we are now at the end of the program and what we usually do at the end of these shows is presented in credits suite but we're not going to do that on today's program but we are going to end off with an absolute banger of a cue this one is spectacular it comes from a really bad movie, but the score is so good. The film's called "In the Army Now," and it stars Polly Shore and Andy Dick, and uh, they are misguided youths who join the reserves to make some money for their entrepreneurial dreams. Uh, the film was directed by Daniel Petrie Jr. You might recognize that name from Beverly Hills Cop, The Big Easy, Shoot to Thrill, Turner and Hooch. He worked with Robert Folk in 1991 for Toy Soldiers and brought him back three years later for In the Army Now. He also served as writer on this movie. Uh, It's a film that I would say was trying to replicate the, the humor of Stripes, you know that Ivan Reitman classic starring Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, John Candy, and Sean Young. They just the the writing isn't good. The the film isn't great. And and again, Polly Shore, just the the shtick was was running thin by then. And and he was quite popular in the early nineties. I mean, he burst out onto the scene in nineteen ninety two for Encino Man. Uh, then things just got increasingly less successful son-in-law in the army now. And a year later, jury duty and then biodome. And that was it. Polly Shore is finished. But the score by Robert Folk, as I said, is pretty incredible. And so, you know, just before seeing the first assembly of the movie, Folk actually happened to be listening to two of his favorite orchestral works by Richard Strauss, a hero's life and the Alpine Symphony. A few hours later, he was then speaking with the director about the style and approach to the score for the film. Both agreed that the score should be very heroic, driven by pace, energy, and occasional wit. And Folk actually enjoys scoring uh, comedies, but he's one of the first to admit that it, it can be limiting. However, this film, as Folk says in the liner notes, The heroic qualities, the action, and the variety of locations gave me the opportunity to create a score with greater range and depth than in many other comedies that I have worked on. And in London, which is where the score was recorded, folk really put the brass section to the test, especially the eight French horns that he employed for this score alone. What we're going to play for you is an incredible eight-minute track that ends the album, and it features this great sort of almost Indiana Jones-esque main theme that is just so much fun to listen to. But before it gets to that heroism, uh, Folk is writing some impressive action material. So stick around for the whole eight minutes because you will not be disappointed. The original soundtrack recording to In the Army Now uh, was released on Intrada Records and the score was performed by the Sinfonia of London with the composer conducting. Again, thank you very much for tuning in. I, I really do appreciate you for taking you know, some of your free time to listen to the program. And if you are so inclined, please check out our Patreon, which has just been recently launched. Patreon.com slash Cinematic Sound Radio. See if you find a tier that you like. And uh, we do appreciate any sort of support that you send our way. And as a promise, every person who signs up, it doesn't matter which tier you're in, all the new patrons will be mentioned during the newest episode. So since the launch of our Patreon uh, a week ago, we would like to thank Matt DeWater, David Ballantyne, Mindtricks, Joe Wiles, Rich Alves, Maxime, William Welch, Tim Burden, Alan Rogers, David Williams, Max, Max Homulak, Jeffrey Grabner, Douglas Lacey, and Don Mays. We really do appreciate all of our patrons, and we thank you very much for supporting the program. So if you want to get your name heard on the program, then sign up now, and I will read the new patrons on the next episode of The Flagship Show. And with that, here is Robert Folks in the Army now. And until next time, take care, wherever you are in this world, and happy listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. I want to thank Tim Burton for providing his voice, for all the bumpers and stingers you hear throughout the program, and David Cosina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's theme music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media at Sound Radio on Twitter and Cinematic Sound on Facebook. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment right now to rate the show and write a brief review. Reviews help introduce potential listeners to the show. And while you're at it, head over to TeePublic to get a Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt. And don't forget to check out Cinematic Sound Radio at CinematicSound.net.